Giants versus Bears preview. Let's get into it. We have our classic game on Sunday with the classic jerseys rocking those 80s, 90s look. Um, and we're extremely excited for it. Yes, we are coming off a loss. Our first loss of the season, the undefeated season is over. Um, but that doesn't mean the winning is over because the Giants can definitely win this game on Sunday, on Sunday against the Bears. I don't know what happened there. Um, and we can become a 3-1 and one team. But we got to win at home to do that. Let's hope Medley Stadium brings the noise. Um, welcome back to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. And I think the most exciting part is not the preview. Is that my co-host Alex is back. He was on hiatus for an episode, which usually never happens. I was talking on the podcast and I was like, Maybe I've done like two solo episodes and Alex has done two solo episodes in this like two plus year career of the Giant Take podcast. We're normally always together for these episodes, never usually have to record solo. Um, so that's really a once in a long, long time thing. Um, but he is back and I'm happy to have him back. Alex, how are you? Completely unacceptable for me. The lack of commitment is appalling. I'm extremely sorry to everyone who desperately missed me. Um, you know, I know it's just not the same without me. I think we can all agree. Right, Josh? <laughs> I think I did a great job carrying the ship on that uh, recap <laughs> episode. I, by the you way, did. if you didn't hear it from the four times I mentioned it in that episode, I, in fact, went to the game, went to bed at 1.30 a.m., set my alarm for 7 a.m. the following morning just so I could record and get it out by 9. And I did just that. While Alex over here was valuing college. And who cares about college? Like, what does college do for you in life? It does nothing. Nothing. Exactly. Completely agree. what do you think? Podcast or college? What do you value more? I mean, I would personally would say the podcast. I mean, the podcast, obviously. I don't, I don't, you know, no debate about it. I mean, I was there, you weren't. So it really comes down to that. One valued college, one valued the podcast. We all know which one was better, so. Exactly. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Obviously, really disappointing result. Um, you know, in, in the game against the Cowboys, I didn't really get a chance to share my thoughts. I'm not really going to share my thoughts now because it's a little bit irrelevant at this point, but certainly disappointing, uh, you know, tough loss to take after all the positivity and confidence coming into that game. But we got a chance to go three and one here against the Bears. The Bears are not a very good team. We're not a very good team, so it should be a pretty bad game. But as a Giants fan, of course, I will be watching uh, excitedly and will not miss a moment despite it going to be it's going to be a terrible game because both these teams suck um especially well, on enough, offense. both teams funny enough both teams are 2 and 1 they're 2 and 1 but they both really should not be 2 and 1 um they should both if you look purely on the stats and what they've done this season we're going to get to where the giants and bears are offensively uh, a little bit later but they should be 0 and 3 <laughs> if you're looking at the offensive production my god yeah and the points for points against is absolutely insane. I mean, that we can go to right now and just say the Giants points for the points against points for 56 points against 59 and the Chicago Bears points for 52 and points against 57. And then you look at another team like, I don't know who can we talk about here that has a good points for points against. Oh, how about the Philadelphia Eagles? 86 points for 50 points against. And I know one of those was a blowout, but just, I mean, looking at that. But I don't know. That's just what I have to say. Anyway, Alex, um, let's get into the news. Let's start out with some so uh, so somber news here. 
I don't know why I was saying sober. Uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, the wire receiver for the New York Giants, another season and yet another season-ending injury. Um, Sterling Shepard, unfortunately, tears his ACL, and it's officially out for the season. He actually got out with a season-ending injury last season, too. Um, Alex, we were talking about this in school, funny enough. I want to get into it now because the MetLife turf has been a big question mark, and people were talking about it on national television all around. I was watching a clip about, uh, on the Pat McAfee show, and they were talking about grass versus turf and what's better and how people blame the turf and the grass, whatever. Okay. So I want to get into this with you now, the MetLife Stadium turf talk. Um, and, and I would say that if John Mara, which he does, we know this for a fact, has the money, why not turn MetLife Stadium into a grass field? Like they have the resources for it. Why not do it? Uh, there's been so many injuries at MetLife Stadium. The turf is a problem, as we can tell. I don't know if it was the... I don't think, personally, it was the direct uh, cause of Sterling Shepard's injury. I think Sterling Shepard is... It looked like that that knee was... That uh, Achilles was going to snap eventually. Because he was just normally jogging. He's a, ACL, like I said. Right? ACL, ACL, yeah. yeah. You oh, said, said Achilles. Achilles. Yeah. Sorry. Um, his ACL, it was going to snap, I think, eventually. Like As sad as it is, because the guy was literally normally like running at not even like full speed, half speed. And he's just injury prone. So his legs are probably not the best compared to a normal, like healthy wide receiver in the NFL. So I think it was going to happen eventually, whether it's on MetLife or away, it just happened to snap. And it's really unfortunate situation. And I don't want to take anything away from the injury. Like really feel bad for that guy, Sterling Shepard. His contract's up at the end of the year. We'll have to see what the Giants do. I assume they just don't re-sign him because of that injury history. He might even retire at this point. It could be career ending. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like spiraling for the worst here. But let's get back to the turf talk. Unless Alex, you have a, a, a comment on that. I I would say this. You're not a doctor, so I wouldn't like say, oh yeah, that knee was you know it was already uh, susceptible to be you know tears ACL again. Like we have no idea. You know he could have been uh, at you know at great health. We have no idea, right? So the only logical but you thing can, <laughs> I cannot be a doctor, but I can assume the guy's in open field. There's no one on him. He's casually running and his leg snaps. Like how, like Alex, you're, I mean, you're pretty like injury prone yourself, right? (laughs) Joking and all. But when you're running on a field, I would say you would be, and I'm not trying to throw you under the bus or anything. I feel like you would be more susceptible to getting an injury in your legs than I would. Cause I get less injuries normally than you. Wouldn't you agree with that? No matter what surface we are playing on, you would just be more likely yeah, you would be more likely to get injured than I would just because you're an injury-prone guy. So that's the logic I'm using in the Sterling Shepard case. No, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just thinking that ACL, something was probably going to happen to it regardless, whether it was at MetLife Stadium on the turf or if it was if it was in Green in London when we play Green Bay. I, I don't know. I, I you know... I know the only fact I know in the whole situation is that it's 38, uh, you know, on turf, it's 38% more likely, uh, you know, that you're going to sustain an injury uh, than on natural grass. So that's the fact we know uh, based on the statistics. I can't go off of what Sterling Shepard's body is like and what his knee structure is like because I just don't know. So I'm going to go with the turf because that's what I know. Yeah, I mean, well, go go with the turf. I think we all we can both agree though that MetLife should use natural grass. I mean, it's it's just better for in any in any way, um, for chopping your feet, and you know, just in general for football players, natural grass is better. Um, yeah. Okay. 
Let's go to um, some other things here. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, but let's go to the next thing. Fabian Moreau, cornerback for the New York Giants, signed to the active roster because of the placing of Sterling Shepard on IR. Some other moves. Practice squad signings that happened on Wednesday, September 28th. Um, defensive back Elijah Griffin and wide receiver Makai Polk, I think is how you pronounce his name. He's an undrafted free agent out of Mississippi State. They got signed to the practice squad. There was also some roster moves on the day before that. On Tuesday, I went in kind of reverse order. Running back Antonio Williams was waived that day and then brought back two days later today on Thursday when recording this. Um, linebacker Charles Wiley was released from the practice squad as well as the offensive tackle um, from Nigeria, I want to say, Roy Batika. I think it's Nigeria that he's from. I'm not 100% sure. I just remember the whole thing was OCU Minera kind of brought him to the Giants, never played football in his life. Um, and it was pretty cool that he made it onto the practice squad. So good for him, but obviously not anymore. I wonder if he's an international player program guy that will stick around, sort of like Sandro is. I just don't know if you're allowed to carry two of them, but he was on the practice squad and Sandro got released in the practice squad, but is still there because of the IPP. So I don't know. I'm not hundred percent sure on how that works. Do you want to take over Alex? Yeah. And for sure he could definitely land on another team where they do not have an IPP player and he could slot in perfectly there as a developmental guy. Um, I mean, not really much to say on that except for Fabian Moreau, uh, you know, cornerback room, uh, we'll talk about that now, I guess. You know, you need that depth. Moreau has that experience from last season. Uh, has played decently well when he's been called upon for the Giants. Dable said that Aaron Robinson uh, in his appendix is trending upward, but uh, he still has kind of been limited in practice. We're not sure, uh, you know, when he's going to be fully back um, and if he's going to be back for this weekend. Uh, Cordell Flott had a calf strain. He's he's going around in a walking sc- like in a walking scooter. He has his leg up, I guess. There's no timetable on his return. Dan Duggan is seeming to predict that it's going to be a few weeks before he comes back. So that cornerback room is getting uh, is certainly thin. Aaron Robinson, when he comes back, is going to help out. But bringing up Fabian Moreau is certainly a, a good thing, and uh, you know helps kind of offset some of the injuries we have in that DB room. Uh, even Nick McLeod and Justin Lane, like those are some more guys uh, that, you know, more on the peripheral of the cornerback room, um, but certainly still depth pieces and you're losing them as well. Don't have them on the practice field. So Moreau, certainly important to bring up uh, post Sterling Shepard's injury. Yeah, Alex. And, and you mentioned those guys' names and it's nothing against them, but it's like, these are not great options if even good options. Like you said, this cornerback room is becoming super thin. We we knew going into the season, if we were to lose um, the top guy, Dory Jackson, our number one quarterback, the cornerback, excuse me, the Giants would be in trouble. And right now they aren't losing him. They haven't lost him just yet, um, but they are losing guys around him. And that's a big problem, especially when we want to win football games. And in order to win football games, you got to play defense. In order to play defense, you have to cover wide receivers and other teams. Um, and the Giants are not able to do that. They will not win football games. They will not win many, if any, football games after this point um, if they cannot cover the wide receivers. So it is a big deal. Let's keep an eye on Fabian Moreau. And he did play on Monday night a few plays. A good amount, actually. Um, And yeah, he he wasn't that bad. There wasn't anything glaring that was wrong. Um, It also wasn't a super high-scoring game against the Cowboys either. Remember who their quarterback is right now with Dak out. Um, Yet they still beat us, so we're not going to talk about it. You know it. what they always say, though: if you don't say corner's name, you don't you forget that he's even playing. He's doing a good job. Yeah, and uh, we said that a lot with uh, James Bradbury. 
And uh, I don't want to start crying, so we can move on from there. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagle now. All right, uh, let's continue with the injury news, and obviously we'll give you those injury reports in a few minutes uh, before we do some other stuff. But uh, some more injury news. Brian Dable said that Kadarius Tony and Wondell Robinson are getting closer. Uh, that was in quotes. He doesn't know their status yet for Sunday, though. That was on Tuesday. Uh, and again, we'll have the injury reports coming for you in a couple of minutes, so we'll let you know how they're doing uh, in practice. Some positive news. Saquon Barkley, uh, he leads the NFL in scrimmage yards right now, heading into week four with 408 yards. Um, The other guys in the top five at this moment, Nick Chubb, which is pretty far behind him. He has 369. Um, Jalen Waddle with 359. Stephon Diggs with 344. And Cordero Patterson with 330. So Saquon has a lead in scrimmage yards by a, a mile right now. Um, So good for Saquon Barkley. Again, he is proving it this year. It's kind of like, I'm not, I don't want to give the comparison that much because I know Alex isn't a huge baseball fan, but I know it's going around now, not even just in New York, but nationally with Aaron Judge. Um, Alex, I'll kind of give you like some brief info on it to let you know about the deal. Before this season, Aaron Judge's contract is up at the end of this year. Uh, They were looking to make a deal happen between Judge and Brian Cashman, the general manager of the New York Yankees. And what they ended up doing was Judge couldn't agree. He wanted more money. So what the Yankees basically did and Brian Cashman did was like, I'm going to give you for the year. I'm giving you like, like this is your prove it year, prove it. And you know, you'll earn the money or whatever it is. Judge was like, bet I'll prove it. Judge last night tied Roger Maris uh, with 61 home runs for the American league record um, for home runs in a single season. And he's going for 62 in the final few games. The Yankees have left this season. That's the definition of prove it. And that's what Saquon Barkley is doing so far this year. Now, Saquon Barkley, is it this is his contract year, right? Coming up? Or no, it's one more yeah, after this. Contract year. Yeah. Right. So this is this is this is look at me with the comparisons. This is like an Aaron Judge comparison in the NFL. What Saquon Barkley is producing so far is I'm proving it, Giants. Give me the money. So anyway, I've been talking for a bit, so you can take over. But I just thought to point that out so far. Yeah, I mean, I, even I, as not a baseball fan, am aware of the whole Aaron Judge situation. That guy is going to get a huge paycheck uh, come the end of the season, it sounds like. I don't know when they do contracts in baseball. Again, not really clued in. Just see it on Twitter. Well, um, you, <laughs> let's 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 finish this, please, because I need yeah. to educate you. It would be the off-season of baseball, um, okay. so the winter period. So probably... December, January, February. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but it's the offseason. Sometimes, though, recently players have held out similar to football and they get the contract right before spring training starts or right before the season starts. So if he's really annoying about it, he will wait until literally like end of February, early March, maybe even April, but probably March or February. But if he's not annoying, he'll sign by like December, January. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see what happens there. I'm sure you're wishing for the best for your Yankees, but I guess good luck there. Um, Let's talk about uh, Thibodeau and Ojolari. Dable said that they're going to have conversations about increasing snap counts for both of them as they get back up to game speed. Obviously, both of them played limited snaps uh, on Monday Night Football. I don't have the exact numbers on it, but definitely you saw a lot of O'Shane Zimenez and Jaha Ward out there for the Giants. Uh, O'Shane Zimenez, actually the highest graded giant by PFF so far this season with an 80.3, I believe. So fun fact there, in case you're interested, a lot of people didn't even think he should make the roster yet, uh, you know, and some even thought that he shouldn't even be playing. 
but he certainly proved a lot of the haters wrong this season, has played uh, pretty well in the absence of Thibodeau and Ojolari. Um, before we get to the injury report, I want to do a couple of uh, you know more stat things, talking about how well certain Giants are playing, going to some positives. Yes, Josh, you have something? Sorry, well, we're talking about PFS stats and people ranking. Um, should we mention our guy, Andrew Thomas, too, or more your guy because you are an offensive I, line guy? I was about to start talking about that, Josh. Oh, I was seriously? About to, I was about to start talking about that. Andrew Thomas is the highest graded offensive lineman through three weeks by PFF with a 90.2. Uh, that's by about six points. I believe the next highest one is about an 84. I believe it's Laramie Tunsil. Um, so certainly Andrew Thomas is having a hell of a season so far, hasn't allowed a sack. Uh, I don't even think he's allowed a QB hit. So certainly a great season so far for Thomas. Hopefully he can keep it up uh, and we'll hopefully see him extended by the New York Giants at the end of this season. And then another guy, people are debating, should he get the fifth year option? Should he not get the fifth year option? No, it's not Daniel Jones. It's Dexter Lawrence. Uh, through three weeks, Dexter Lawrence has achieved a pass rush win rate of s- around 17% at a double team rate of 66%. So he is winning his pass rush uh, at 17%. That doesn't sound amazing, uh, but here are the players with similar metrics so far. It is actually pretty good for an interior guy like Lawrence, uh, with the exception of Aaron Donald, who just you know blows these stats out of the water. But we're not going to talk about him. Uh, players with similar metrics include Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs, Grady Jarrett of the Falcons, and Jeffrey Simmons of the Titans. Lawrence in very good company there, and that's ESPN NFL Next Gen stats. Love some of those next uh, Next Gen stats. So I thought I'd share uh, some positive news with Giants fans about how Dexter Lawrence is quite uh, is certainly progressing as a pass rusher. And with Leonard Williams out, he's getting double team, but he's still able to win through the double team. So certainly some positive signs there for Lawrence. Yeah, Alex, and I wanted you were talking about snap count earlier and how many snaps um, Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari were getting. I don't have the exact amount, but I believe from Dan Duggan, I got the percentages of snaps that they were in for that game. So I think I can share that. Um, so the snap counts from last night, or that's when he posted it, from Monday Night Football. So it seems like um, Kayvon Thibodeau will do him first, had 37 snaps, which was 58% of snaps. Um, he was in uh, on defense. And then Aziz Ojolari, a little bit less. He only had 30. Um, and that was 47%, 47% um, of the snaps. So there you go. So ramping them up probably closer to, I don't know, maybe 80 90% this week, I would assume. Maybe even 100 I mean, you would hope by, by this week. But I don't know. We'll have to see. All right. Injury report now. Um, Wednesday was just a walkthrough period. I guess I had Tuesday off. So Wednesday, the walkthrough that did not participate in practice. Um, this was kind of like projected because, again, it wasn't, they didn't really like do much in practice. Um, but here it is. Defensive back Cordell Flott with a calf injury, we already mentioned. And then defensive back Nick McLeod with a hamstring injury. Wide receiver Wandell Robinson, knee injury. Um, Sterling Shepard's on here, but we know he's out for the year. Kadarius Toney with a hamstring injury. Jihad Ward, linebacker, knee injury. And defensive lineman De- uh, Leonard Williams, excuse me with a knee injury limited players was defensive back, Justin Lane concussion defensive back Aaron Robinson with an appendix uh, injury. And um, that was it for Wednesday for Thursday did not participate. And this is actually practice now. So not projected anymore. Uh, the did not participates did not participants. Would it be people who did not participate in practice, whatever we're going to go for it. Defensive back Cordell flat with the calf injury again, Nick McLeod again, Wanda Robinson, 
Kadarius Tony and Leonard Williams. So again, even though Brian Dable on Tuesday said it's looking up for them, both players, Wanda Robinson and Kadarius Tony, once again did not practice. And people on Twitter are going to make the comment, Kadarius Tony turned his comments off on Twitter a couple weeks ago or last week. Another day, another mispractice for Kadarius Tony. Not a surprise um, for Giants fans. I've been seeing that a lot. Limited uh, participation in practice was from Aaron Robinson and Jihad Ward. And then Justin Lane, coming off that concussion, was a full participant in practice. That is it for your injury report up to this point. All right. So let's, I guess, let's talk about the Giants and Bears and what they're producing on offense. Uh, So here first, let's talk about pressures allowed per dropback. This is via PFF. The Giants are 32nd. Uh, and the Bears are 31st. Sacks allowed per dropback. Uh, the Bears are 32nd, and the Giants are 31st. This is obviously, it's not, they're, I, I guess you want to say it's first and second, uh, if you're thinking about it that way. 32nd uh, is the worst in terms of sacks allowed, so just clearing that up. And then yards per pass, uh, the Giants are 31st, and the Giant, uh, and the Bears are 31st, excuse me, and the Giants are 30th. So both these offenses, especially these offensive lines, not holding up well, probably the two worst offensive lines in football at the moment uh, are going to be going head to head in this matchup. I think with that, you know, probably a low scoring game, but we'll get to that with our predictions a little bit later. Um, But Giants Bears certainly going to be a fun one uh, if you want to say that, but probably going to be low scoring. Anyway, let's go to our game picks. Um, I guess I'll start off with uh, tonight's Thursday night game. We are recording this before the game starts, so no cheating. Oh boy! This, see, this is why I would do Thursday night to one o'clock games, Alex, because you're missing a pivotal part. What am I missing? What happened last week? We didn't get an update. Well, honestly, it was very embarrassing for both of us. So should we <laughs> you really still be talking mention about it? it? Though you got to update the people. All right. So Josh and I for. Two straight weeks now, I believe, have losing records <laughs> somehow. I don't know how that's even possible. I went seven and eight. Josh went six and nine last week. Still early in the season. Give us like a little bit of like, yeah, just, you know, it's, it's been crazy the start of the season. A lot of, you know, surprises, I guess. So leave us alone. But anyway, uh, Dolphins, Bengals should be a good one tonight. I have the Dolphins. Josh also has the Dolphins. Vikings, Saints. I have the Vikings. Josh has the Saints. Lions, Seahawks, we both have the Lions, Steelers, Jets, I have the Steelers, Josh for some reason has the Jets, Colts, Titans, I have the Colts, Josh has the Titans, Chargers, Texans, we both have the Chargers, Browns, Falcons, we both have the Browns, Cowboys, Commanders, we both have the Cowboys, Uh, Jaguars, Eagles, we both have the Eagles, Bills, Ravens, we both have the Bills, Josh, move on with Cardinals, Panthers. Yeah, I only got five games to do here. All right, we got Cardinals and Panthers. This is going to be probably, I don't know what I was going to say there. One of the one of the blowouts of the week, I would think. Again, it's been crazy so far, so we'll have to wait and see. But uh, we both have the Cardinals winning that one. Broncos, Raiders, we split. Alex is the Broncos. I have the Raiders. Patriots, Packers. Could go either way. Alex is the Packers, and I have the Patriots. So, you know, who knows? And, I mean, I don't... Actually, I don't know. I don't know how Alex, because Aaron Rodgers has no receivers, but they did win against the Buccaneers last week. I don't know. Patriots have no Mac Jones. They're That's starting Brian true. Hoyer. That was. So. Did you watch the clips on that? By the way, the him yes, screaming I did. going down the lock. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. That was. And then oh. Bill Belichick saying day to day, 
which is always a oh he pulled the U actually I know yeah I'm what am I I'm not a doctor that's literally like I that's know. literally what you say you said I this know. episode I know I'm not a Twitter doctor. Let's you, go. you and Bill Belichick, crazy. Be- Belichick and I are besties. <laughs> Chiefs Buccaneers Sunday Night Football. That's going to be a fun game. Uh, we both have the Chiefs winning that one, although it could be close or it will be close, I assume. Rams and versus 49ers on Monday Night Football. We both have the Rams, and that's going to include conclude our NFL picks for this week. All right, our players to watch in this Giants versus Bears game. I mean, I love Alex's pick because it's just hilarious <laughs> to me because the guy will do nothing. So Alex. We'll start with you and your Bears player to watch, but it's not that's not who I think it's hilarious, by the way. It's the Giants player to watch. All right. So David Montgomery is out, it seems, uh, you know, pending his practice status, obviously, tomorrow uh, when we're recording this today when you're listening. But it looks like Khalil Herbert will be uh, the RB1 for the Bears. The Bears have completed 23 passes all season, which is less than Stefan Diggs, um, Cooper Cup, and Marquise Brown. Uh, their receptions this season. So three players have more receptions than an entire team this season. So think about that. They have been heavily dependent on the run game. Is Khalil Herbert going to be able to bring the same production uh, that he did last week? Um, Is he going to be able to do it? I don't know, but that's why he's my player to watch there. And then my Giants player to watch. Josh is so happy about this. Let me explain why I picked this player first. Darius Slayton's who I picked, okay? Yes, I know. Ha, ha, ha. Darius Slayton. I know. I love Darius Slayton. But Sterling Shepard injury. Kadarius Tony probably not playing. Wondell Robinson probably not playing. You're left with Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, David Sills, and Richie James. Kenny Galladay's in the doghouse. Darius Slayton, in a game like this, where it's going to be really uh, in the trenches, is it going to, you know, run heavy game? Both these teams not explosive on offense. I think they're gonna, you're going to see Darius Slayton used to make an explosive play. There was one play where Daniel Jones uh, unfortunately couldn't get the ball out, but Darius Slayton made a great dart down the field. He was almost he was pretty much wide open uh, and could have been in for the touchdown. So I think he got a couple more snaps last week. He's going to get even more snaps this week, and he could be a difference maker this week. He could be. This description is hilarious to me, Alex. How many catches did Darius Slayton have last week? Zero. How many catches did he have the week before that? Zero, probably. How <laughs> many know. catches has Darius Slayton had this entire season? I'm going to guess zero, but it might be one. Alex, Darius Slayton last week for the New York Giants, right? Let's, let's, I, I, we know he had zero catches. Let's look at his snap count. The man had 14 snaps, which is 19%, which is actually more than I expected. I'm more than lie. Kenny Galladay. <laughs> Uh, Kenny Galladay had 24, which is 33%. So you're wrong. Okay. It's a good try though. Um, so no less than Kenny Galladay. I just, just watch. I don't need, I don't need the crap. Just, just watch and you'll see Darius Slayton's going to be that guy this week. He's going to be that guy this week. You'll see. I'm still going though. And, um, I also do want to say, yes, you are correct. He has absolutely zero catches so far this season. So I don't know. People need to start putting some respect on Darius Slayton's name, and it's going to start this week. My players to watch that are actually realistic. Richie James, who I believe uh, up to last week was lead, still leading the Giants in uh, wide receiving yards. Or wide receivers. Definitely uh, in receptions. Yards. Let me, let me, I'll check that out. But before I do that, or like while I'm doing that, let me also talk about Roquan Smith. 
who basic. needs the bears and tackles. It's not basic, <laughs> Alex. You literally have the starting running back. Anyway, Roquan Smith leads the team in tackles. He also just has half a sack, but we mentioned how bad both teams are when it comes to pressures and sacks. Bear or the Giants being ranked 32nd or basically first in the stat when it comes to pressures allowed per drop back and sacks allowed per drop back, drop back being 31st. I think you're going to see Roquan Smith getting a sack or two. I, like it's, it's kind of inevitable, um, but we'll have to wait and see. So that's my player to watch. And then Richie James, that's for the bears. And then Richie James for the giants and Alex, um, ironically enough, actually, I guess after this past week, Sterling Shepard, um, he led the team in yards and I think stats and overall in the game against the Cowboys. So we actually leapfrog Richie James having 154 yards, Richie mm. James only having 146. But yes, Richie James does leave the team in receptions. Um, so yeah, fun. There, there are my guys. And then our low scoring affairs here. I have a 17, 13 win for the New York giants and you 13, 10. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. You, but you didn't say who won. Well, I'm leaving it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. This is, I'm stupid. All right. I have the giants win. I mean, who else do you think I'm going to have winning? You think I'm going to bet against <laughs> the giants, Josh? Think I'm crazy. The giants are going to win this convincingly 13, 10. It's going to be right. a convincing 13, 10 victory. Okay. Um, all right, so I'll go now, and uh, let's let's start wrapping this one up. Basically, what I'm going to ask you to do is please hit that subscribe button if you're listening on a podcast, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Um, you can go to shipitstudios.com slash a giant take to find most, if not all, places where you can listen to the podcast. You can follow us on our social media platforms. There's various amounts of them. Twitter and TikTok goes by the username the giant take pod. Instagram and Facebook is the giant take podcast. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, the giant take um, on there as well. Alex is in, uh, Instagram. Twitter is at inorian23. I'm on Twitter at joshalo 29 and rate five stars. We'd really appreciate it. If I went too fast, you weren't listening to this part. Don't worry. It's all good. Um, all the info I talked about will be in the podcast notes. Alex, wrap this one up. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast and we'll see you after week four of the NFL season and hopefully a Giants victory. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.